This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, Orlando City fans. I'm your host, Gavin Rushnell, and welcome back to the OC Lions blog podcast, a fan's perspective of Orlando City Soccer Club. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Columbus game. Uh, it was a 1-0 win at home. It was a great atmosphere by the looks of it. I did watch on the television last night instead of going to the game this time because it is expensive, obviously, for me. I live in Tampa, if you were not aware of that. And so, you know, an hour and a half drive. Uh, tickets are kind of, they're not too expensive where I like to sit, but you know, still tickets, parking, food, gas, it adds up. So I was figured I'd stay home for this game. I have been to a lot of games recently, but still atmosphere looked amazing. And I'm going to be talking about the one no win against Columbus. I'm going to be talking about the upcoming open cup game in August against Atlanta United. And then I'll be doing a preview of the Portland game. Uh, which is this weekend, upcoming weekend, we play in Portland. So lots to talk about here, so let's get right into it. Starting off with the game, um, we started off well, I would like to say. We, we were in their half for a good couple of minutes, and it seems like we've been doing that a lot more recently. We've been starting off pushing, going into the opponent's half, really starting on the front foot. And then what we've also been doing recently is dropping back and conceding possession and conceding the ball. Even at home, we've, we've been conceding possession, and we've been really poor at home. There's been a statistic that's been going around saying that we have the worst record at home in the MLS. That needs to change if we want to be a playoff team, and that changed today with the 1-0 win, obviously, but Columbus dominated possession of the game, which they do like to do. Columbus are a possession-oriented team, but... When you're at home, you don't really like to see that kind of football. You want to show the fans that, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to dominate a team that has been struggling recently. But also, this is also the game plan that won us the game. So, you know, pros and cons, I guess. There's pros and cons to everything. But so we started good, and then we really started conceding possession and conceding chances. At least early on, they had one big chance. Miller, Kamal Miller, was out at left back to start the game, and he was out of position uh, early on, and they got in behind. They got a cross in, and Zardes hit the crossbar. Better finishing, it could have been 1-0. Uh, it is a hard finish, obviously. The ball's fizzing across the face of goal. He hit it first time, hits it a little bit too high, hits off the crossbar, and goes out into back into play. Ball gets cleared out for a corner, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that was just down to Miller's bad positioning, and they had a good chance off the start. But then later on in the game, um, we had a little penalty call, or not a penalty call, but a penalty shout, I guess you could say. But um, it was really just a dive. You know, nobody's really talking about it, but Benji Michelle definitely dove. And I was kind of just, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed to see one of our players dive, especially with VAR around. Like, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, the ref didn't call it. He waved it away instantly, which was a good call by the ref. But then he didn't give him a yellow card, which I was surprised. Because if you're not going to give a penalty in that situation, you got to give a yellow card for a dive. Now, I'm not mad that he didn't give a yellow card to Michelle, obviously. I'm just disappointed that Michelle went out of his way to try and dive. I understand it, 
but in, with VAR coming into the game, diving is just it's got it's gonna it's gonna start going and it's gonna start getting punished. I would not be surprised to hear if he gets a um, fine for trying to dive in the box for embellishment. I would not be surprised to hear that at all because he dove. If we're honest with ourselves, we dove and. The disciplinary committee have been cracking down on giving out fines to players for um, dives and poor sportsmanship behavior and stuff like that, especially to Orlando. They've been really coming um, for a couple of our players with fines. So I would not be surprised to see him get a fine there. So, yeah, just disappointed with that decision by Michelle to go for the dive. Other than that, it was just a um, really scrappy game. Really scrappy game going back and forth. Um, we had a couple chances at the start of the second half, and then Columbus dominated possession again, dominated chances. They had a ton of corners. And, um, you know, so we were just sticking in there. I did not see a way we were going to score. We subbed Dwyer on to try and make an impact for us. And I talked about this in my blog post um, on the website. Dwyer was brought on to make an impact and obviously to get some minutes off of Mueller's legs. Um, Mueller obviously played all three games this week. He didn't play in total the whole entire game for, I think, all three. But uh, Or was he rested against? He, he was rested against Philadelphia. So he played two games this week, but he has been a key member of the team. He's been playing a lot. Dwyer was brought on to rest Mueller and to make an impact and to make a positive impact at that. And he made a negative impact. A stat I read from, um, well, I, I looked it up myself. I went and did the digging on whoscored.com at least. They said in the 31 minutes Dwyer was on the field today, he touched the ball three times. Three. Three times. How How is a player of Dwyer's stature, who's supposed to be a very good striker in this league, touch the ball three times? He wasn't involved in the And I understand Columbus were playing possession. We did, we barely had possession while he was on the field for the thirty for thirty minutes. We barely had the ball. I will agree with that statement. It is hard to get Dwyer to touch the ball when we don't have the ball. But there were plenty of times as well. You can go and rewatch those thirty minutes that he's on the field. He is close to the play. He's close to the play in a defensive stance while we are defending, and he just doesn't really work hard to get the ball. He really. There was one play, I, I don't remember what minute or where it was or whatever. Well, it was in the middle of the field. The ball was in the middle of the field, and it was just beneath him. And I think we had just cleared it. And it was like their defensive mid had the ball. So he was by the center backs, and their defensive mid had the ball. Instead of chasing back and getting and working hard and getting in front of the player so he couldn't make an easy pass, he just kind of jogged to the side. He looked like he didn't give a fuck. He looked like he couldn't care less to work hard. And, you know, something that a lot of people have been praising Dwyer for throughout his time in Orlando is that he works hard. He presses. He is a pressing forward. He tries to win the ball back. He tries to do this and that. He didn't do it this game. In this game, he was very poor. He touched the ball three times. He did nothing but get a red card today. He brought a negative impact. The only positive thing he did was take minutes off of Mueller's legs. He gave Mueller a rest. That's all he did. He got a red card for a stupid elbow. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fi- fined and suspended for two games, um, similar to how Clustion was suspended for two games. I'm hoping it was more because he has been nothing but a disgrace for us this season. I also wouldn't be surprised if we sold him either this transfer window 
Okay, I would be a little surprised if we sold him this transfer window, but I would not be surprised if he sold at the end of the season and we'd look for a new DP striker because it's getting too much. It is getting to be too much. His antics, his everything. All he does, he he's not even a marketable player anymore. I'm sure MLS are going to stop marketing him because he sucks now. He's terrible. He barely scores. Yes, he scored against Philadelphia, but he barely scores. He barely brings an impact. He he touched the ball three times in this game in 30 minutes. You can't tell me that's that's anything near what a DP striker should be doing because it's not. It is not. And he came on and he made a negative impact and he got that awful red card. And then Patino came on, a rookie, our first round draft pick of the MLS Super Draft. He came in and made an immediate impact. He got himself involved in the play and he, and he won us a corner. He almost scored a goal. And then that just shows one player has passion for this team and the other one doesn't. And you would hope that it would be the DP striker versus the rookie, but it's not. But it's not. It's the homegrown rookie who has passion for this team, who was willing to work hard for this team and to make an impact while Dwyer was being selfish and he ran, he jogged around the field and did nothing for us. He did nothing for us today. And he was just an extra body um, in the team for rotation reasons. So very, very, very angry at Dwyer's impact today, as you can probably tell, and very happy with Patino's impact. And then we, um, we brought on Yuri to really shore up the midfield. And uh, he didn't make much of an impact, but he did his job. You know, Yuri did his job. So, yeah, I was, it was just, you know, that, that was just a game. We know we, we were having a scrappy, scrappy game. We had brought a couple of players on to make an impact. Dwyer didn't, and Patino did. And then we scored that goal. We scored that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, really came out of nothing. We kind of had possession um Sane passed it to the left and then it got moved the ball got moved it back to the right Sane brought it up and played an inch perfect pass to the pacey Juan Juan put in an inch perfect low post cross or near post cross to Benji who smashed it home over Joe Bendik and we were one nil up at home the crowd went crazy Twitter went crazy I mean Sane's ball I'm glad everybody's talking about it because if you watch the replay, Sané clipped that ball over everybody's feet, flailing limbs perfectly, and then it curved into Juan's path. All he had to do was cross it. He didn't have to take a touch. It was a inch-perfect pass, something he's going to be very proud of, I'm sure, this season. That pass to Juan, and then Juan with that cross in Benji, Benji to get his first MLS goal. So proud of everybody involved in that movement of our um yeah that movement of play is just is beautiful soccer to watch beautiful beautiful soccer to watch and i'm so glad that we won this game because we needed it we needed the three points toronto won their game we are still outside of the playoff spot by one point and we are like we're a couple points behind new york red bulls as well it's either three or six but we also play new york red bulls um at home in after the Portland game, I believe we play New York Red Bulls after the Portland game. So that'll be a big showdown coming up. And it, seeing as it's at home, we haven't been that great at home. Kind of nervous for that one. But if we can pull that result out, we can we can definitely push on and hopefully make the playoffs. First, we have to go against Portland, though. But yeah, so after the goal, um, 
you know, obviously it was all Columbus. They were coming at us. We were defending. We got in our defensive shell, the sh- defensive shell that we suck at defending in, that we really need to work on. But, and it was all Columbus, obviously. It was literally all Columbus that were coming after us. Um, it didn't help that the refereeing was extremely poor. Um, it seemed that we would clear the ball and Columbus would get the softest fouls. I mean, other than the red card, some of those fouls were just soft. And then and then we would get tackled and the ref wouldn't call it. It just seemed like every time that we got out of our own box and we had the ball and we would lose the ball, it seemed like we were getting shoved a bit, you know, getting pushed. Obviously, Columbus wanted the ball back. Obviously, some of them were clean tackles. But then we would do the same thing to them. We would do a shove uh, or a push or just something that was a little dirty, nothing crazy, though, and the ref would call foul. And it was just so inconsistent. It was so annoying. I thought the ref was great tonight until those last couple of minutes. It, it was poor. It was poor. And just every time Orlando lost the ball, Columbus – um, he didn't call a foul, and then every time Orlando won the ball, the ref called a foul. I mean, at one point, the last play of the game, the ref called an advantage, and then 10 to 12 seconds went by. They moved the ball to the other side of the field, and then he called the advantage back once Orlando won the ball. I feel like they could have put a cross into the box, we cleared the ball, and then he would have called advantage back. I mean, like, what is that? It, it was it was poor refing at the end of the game. I was not happy with the refing at all in those last couple of minutes. It really made me nervous. And then, you know, we went to the 95th and a half, 96th minute, obviously because of Dwyer's red card, so that made me nervous as well. But we stuck it out. We got the win. Zardes really should have scored once or twice. Luckily, we he didn't. Um, very inconsistent. This, a very inconsistent season for uh, Jossi Zardes. And luckily, we were the beneficiaries of that. And then, of course, uh, Brian Rowe with that amazing save. It, it is so hard because you want Grinwis to start. He's 27. He needs to start starting games. But then Brian Rowe comes up and makes a massive save at the end of the game. This is what competition brings. Competition brings better better re- performances. That's the word. Better performances out of all the players. That's what re- hopefully Robinho is going to bring at the, and the attacking um, part of the field. But, I mean, if you look at it, Grinwis, great performance after great performance. What does Rowe do next game? Game-winning save. You know, it's a save he has to make, but it's a flying save. It's a hard shot. It's going into the corner of the net by Harrison Afool, and he dives and saves it, and that's what competition brings. Ranjit Singh, when he had his chance against Seattle, made an amazing save for his first career MLS save. Uh, it was a uh, great um, – it was a deflected shot, and it was just a great reaction save. All three of our keepers have been amazing this season. Something that we have never been able to say before. Uh, Bendik had a great season a couple of years ago, but his backups were awful. And now this season, just it's great to see our keepers having great seasons. It's great to see our defense getting some shutouts here and there. It's great to see our midfield working hard and, you know, really playing for the badge. It's great to see our offense being extremely clinical, even though no one thinks they should be. Because if you look at it, Tesho, Mueller, and Nani, other than Nani, it doesn't look like a very clinical um, partnership for the front three. And we keep banging goals in the back of the net from those three. So it's great to, t- to see the team um, playing as well as we are and getting a great win like this. Tonight was a great win. Uh, it was a hard-fought win. Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long couple of weeks. Um and now we finally have a full week of rest. 
Uh, we haven't had a full week of rest since June 26th, uh, 18, day, 18 days ago, because we've just had double game week, double game week, double game week. I mean, it's been ridiculous. And uh, luckily, we have uh, a rest now. We have a full week before we go to Portland. We can focus on Portland. We can focus on getting some players back. I'm sure Moutinho will be back for that game. Excuse me. He started training again yesterday. I want to say Moutinho started training again yesterday. He was seen in pictures of training. And hopefully he can be back on the field. Because if you think about it, we've gone a lot of games now without our starting left back. And we've had to deputize Smith back there, uh, Acosta back there. And now we've had to put Kamal Miller back there, who did pretty good. Other than that first play, I thought Miller did very good down that left side. He had a couple of poor touches and, you know, he was, he wasn't out of position other than that one time. I thought he was, he did very well left back defensively as you would expect him to offensively. He was iffy, although he did have that really good shot early on. Our only shot of the first half was from Kamal Miller, almost um, hitting the post, the left post early on in the game. So yeah, it was just Columbus was a great win. And now let's do the player ratings really quick. Just want to talk about all the players real quick and how they did for the game. Brian Rowe, I gave him an 8 out of 10. Juan, I gave him an 8 out of 10 for his assist. Brian Rowe, obviously, for the save. Sonny, I gave him a 7 out of 10. Janssen, I gave him a 7 out of 10. Kamal Miller, gave him a 6 out of 10, only because he was out of position that one time, but I, I was still happy with his performance. Um, overall, he did... He did well. He did above average. Six out of 10 is an above average performance for me. Uh, Mendez, he got my man of the match. I know Janssen was star of the match, but 100% Mendez gets my man of the match. He um, he was everywhere. He got a 9 out of 10. I don't know if I said that. Gave Mendez a 9 out of 10. He was everywhere defensively. He was getting some decent passes in offensively. This is after playing 105 minutes on Wednesday. He played the full 90 again. I mean, hands down, his work rate, his commitment. He is such a great signing, such an amazing signing and such an underrated player for this team. Mendez, 9 out of 10, man of the match. Johnson, 5 out of 10. He was average today. Obviously, he was really exhausted and seeing him getting taken out, I was happy to see because he looked gassed. He looked gassed. And um, it was good to see him getting some minutes on the bench at the end of the game. Asquez gave him a 6 out of 10 above average. He was pretty good today, especially early on in the second half, uh, working hard to win balls back. A couple loose passes, a couple loose touches, but that's what I expect from him. You know, he has been a center back um, all his career, and we're asking him to be a central midfielder. He's a center back. Uh, so, you know, he works hard for us in that midfield. He gets stuck in, wins the ball, gets tackles, but offensively he is not the greatest, and I don't fault him for that. Mueller, 4 out of 10. Um, poor performance from him today. Wasn't amazing. He had a couple good dribbles, but then he would dribble straight into pressure. His decision-making was slow today and just not really happy with his performance. He deserved, He needed a break. He needed a break. He deserved a break. So he got one when Dwyer came on. Tesho, 4 out of 10. Also, iffy performance from him. Had a couple chances to uh, make a cross, take a shot, and instead opted for something else. His decision-making was poor, too. And then Benji Michel, 7 out of 10, getting his first goal of his MLS career. Good performance by him. He had a couple of good dribbles too. Was a good impact player overall in the entire game. Um, and then did some great defensive work as well. He worked hard all game. He had a great game. Benji Michel, 7 out of 10. Dwyer, um, 0. He, got, he gets a 0. 
He did absolutely nothing. We've already talked about it. He did nothing but get the red card. He had three touches in the whole entire game. He gets a zero. Patino, eight out of 10, very happy with his impact. We talked about that. And Yuri, five out of 10 for him. That is going to be my player ratings. And again, very happy with the hard fought win and the tactics, you know, set up defensively, do not concede, and then score uh, on the break. And that's what we did. So I am happy with all of that. Moving on to the Open Cup, I really wanted to talk quickly about the the club's decision to sell the Open Cup tickets to the uh, season ticket holders, to premium members, and to the previous attendees and all the others who got early access. That is so smart. And to make it for $10, there is no way this stadium is not sold out. There's no way. There is no way the stadium is not sold out. I, and I'm so happy to see everybody on Twitter. I've seen so many people on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it too. Buy 10 tickets, buy eight tickets, buy six tickets. Hey, I'm only bringing two people. I have eight spare tickets to sell. You guys come here and get your tickets. No Atlanta fans allowed. Hey, I have two spare tickets. You want to sit next to me and my wife? Come on. We have two spare tickets. Give me 10 bucks and you're in. Like, it is great to see. I'm really hoping it's a sold-out game. It's a sold-out venue. I understand it's a Tuesday night, but everyone needs to be there. This could be history for this team, and then we could be in the finals. of a. This is the semifinals. We have to show the team our support on a Tuesday night, no matter the weather. Bring a freaking poncho, people. Like, Be there. Be at this game. Me and my girlfriend are going to be there. I'm trying to get a couple of friends together to be there as well. We're really trying to fill this stadium. I am so excited for this game. The wall is going to be filled. I'm really hoping they bring a TIFO out, especially that one when we played Atlanta um, two or three seasons ago. I, I really hope they have a TIFO. And I hope just pray that we win this game because we need everybody to be there. We need everybody we need all the Orlando fans to come together and fill this stadium, leave zero seats for the Atlanta fans, and just be as loud as possible, get behind the boys, and take this momentum into the final. Oh, if we have the final against Minnesota United at, or against um, Portland, I think if Portland wins, then the final is at home. If we have the final against Portland at home, that would just be so, so exciting. I would much rather play a final at home against a tougher team than play against Minnesota United away. I, I hate how there aren't neutral venues for finals yet. Uh, like, I don't get why they don't just find somewhere in the middle. I mean, I do get it because none of the fans would fly out. They would be empty stadiums. It's not like Europe where it's a three-hour drive or a four-hour train ride. No, it, it, no one would be able to fly out for the games on a Saturday. Like, the stadiums just wouldn't be full. So I understand why there aren't venues in the, in between. Like, let's say we go against Portland. Um, in Europe, maybe they would put us in Texas or something, put us like somewhere in the middle and somewhere with a populated area. So like Houston, Texas, we'd play at Houston Dynamo Stadium. Instead, we have to play at home or away, which is kind of unfair to the away team, but it is a final either way. Anyways, we need to win this game. Hands down, we need to win this game, and we need all the fans to be there to help the team win this game. 
Moving on to the Portland game now. Um, their form is pretty good. They have a loss, three wins, and a draw all in a row. Loss, win, 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 draw. And their last result, they tied 2-2 against Colorado while being a man down for about 40, 35 minutes, something like that. Um, they got a 2-2 draw, and they've been setting up in a 4-2-3 run recently. They have um, their new playmaker and star striker, Fernandez. They have Valer Valeri sitting on the bench. They have strong players like um, Diego Chara and Blanco in their midfield. This is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough game. This is They're 10th in the East right now, but they're two games behind everybody. They've played two games less. And if they win both of them, I think they skyrocket into fifth or fourth place. Like This is a team on the up. They had a very poor start to the season, but this is a team on the up, and they're going to be licking their chops against Orlando. A rough defense um, and a poor offense, they're going to be licking their chops, and we can get a big result here at home. I mean, they have been defensively very good recently. Excuse me. Very good recently. They have had very good defensive results. They have five clean sheets in their last seven games. Those clean sheets, they came against NYCFC in um, Yankee Stadium. So that is a very hard place to keep a clean sheet. And to come out of that with a win and a clean sheet is massive for Portland. So NYCFC away, LAFC away. It wasn't the Open Cup, but still hard place to get a clean sheet again. FC Dallas, who have been impressive this season, LA Galaxy, and Houston Dynamo, all offensively impressive teams. <laughs> we are not that impressive offensively. <laughs> Let me tell you that. We are clinical, but we are not impressive offensively. I can definitely see us um, setting up defensively and trying to hit on the counter for this game, and that's what we're going to have to do. And I wouldn't be surprised to see – you know, Nani Tesho Mueller starting lineup or, and then Robinho coming in to try and make an impact late in the game for us. And because um, we're just not that impressive offensively, we're definitely going to have to work hard, really be good defensively this game and try and hit them on the break. But the problem is they've also been good at scoring. They've been good offensively. They have averaged two goals a game in, the, in that seven game stretch where they've, um, had five clean sheets in that seven game stretch where they've had five clean sheets. They've also averaged two goals a game, 14 goals in their last seven games. It, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is going to be a tough, tough game. This is really, this is another game that is going to show just how much J, James O'Connor has improved this team. It, it, it's hands down. If we come out of this with a win or a, or a draw as a result, that just shows how much James O'Connor has improved this team just to make it more competitive, just to make us go away from home and have a game plan and get a result. It's going to be a tough game though. And I'm very nervous for it. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure what to predict. I've written down here that we're going to come out of there with a one-all draw. Um, it's going to be tough. We're not going to go in there like Montreal and take control and score three goals in the first half and defend for the rest of the game. It's just not going to happen. And if it does, then, like, crucify me or something. Because, like, I'm just not expecting that at all. It's going to be an extremely tough game. Portland's going to be licking their chops. They're going to want to score goals. They're going to want to win big to try and get back into the playoff positions. And we're just going to be there off of a off of a week's rest. They have a week's rest, too. But something we haven't had in a while. We're going to get a player back in Moutinho. And 
just we're going to get some good rest for the boys, but this is going to be a difficult match. Um, I'm not saying we can't get a result, but I'm, I'm predicting a one-all draw, and I think that would be a positive result for us. All right, guys, that's going to be that's going to do it. That's going to end the podcast there. So, yeah, just, you know, a fantastic result again for the Columbus game. Very happy with the club for $10 tickets and opening it up to the public or to the uh, Orlando City fans early. And then um, Portland preview. That's the last thing I did, Portland preview. So that's going to do it for the podcast. If you want to check out my socials, I'm on Instagram at OC Lions blog. I'm on Twitter at OC Lions blog. And of course, my website is www.oclionsblog.com. Check it all out. Um, Give me a like, give me a follow. Let me know your thoughts on my thoughts, your opinions on my opinions, and your opinions on Orlando City. I would love to hear it. And yeah, that's going to do it. So very happy with the result. Very happy with how the team is doing moving forward. And I will see y'all after my next post, I guess. Um, Oh, one more thing. I was very, very happy with the, um, the extra post I did. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out on the blog. I did an Alliance blog extra, and that was just basically a post where I go into detail and depth about something. I looked into how James O'Connor made Orlando city, more competitive. So basically how he's turned this team around. I posted it early this week. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out and um, comment on one of my socials about what you think about it and what you think about James O'Connor. Would love to hear what you have to think about it. And yeah, so I was very happy with the response to that. A lot of people want to check it out. Some people are seem to agree with me, which is great. I would like to hear more people's thoughts on it, but you know, I can't force people to comment on stuff. So yeah, uh, go check it out. Let me know what you think, and I will see y'all after my next blog post.